0: A broken key? I don't know. I don't know. It's a honky-tonk piano, so they're all detuned. Oh, here we go. Not, oh, no, I don't say here we go yet. No. See, here we go later. Yeah, so you're early. Back to one, everybody. Here's Bryce here. Here we go. Brothers, sisters, siblings, welcome to Penn Sunday School Brought to you by Masterclass I'm Matt Donnelly, and we're broadcasting Here from here in Las Vegas And this week, Penn got himself a magic hat He's been wearing it, and he's going to tell us all about it he also wants to talk a little bit about cynicism That's right And here he is, preaching the love Penn Gillette
1: Preaching the love Brought to you by no, before, it goes after. Yeah. Masterclass. Yeah, we're going to talk about masterclass. If you're into lifelong learning, and if you're not, don't talk to me. Yeah. Because what's there to talk about? Right. Just things you learned 20 years ago? You want to learn new stuff? A good way to learn new stuff is masterclass. class. <laughs> which you could also learn when to do the piano thing on Masterclass. Yeah, that- we talk about that more, but uh, get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash pen. Get 50- <laughs> I'm watching
0: you not point to us. I know, it's hard.
1: <laughs> I had to keep my hands in. The- That's masterclass.com slash
0: pen.
1: Okay, good. Oh, there's so much. You know, you know how long we've been doing this thing, Matt? You do know because I told you. (laughs) I
0: was going to say, am I supposed to play dumb because you just told me five minutes ago?
1: 12 years. 12 years. 12 years you've been doing this. We've been doing this since people listen to podcasts to now when no one really cares. Right. Well, I started this out, you know, uh, we made money. Right. Yeah. Yeah, That 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 went away. That's gone. That's been about the half-life of making
0: money. You and the guys who took the wagons up to the neighborhoods with all the goods on them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. With the first at eBay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can make money on eBay, yeah, and you can make money doing a podcast. Yeah, when I first did this with Adam Carolla, yeah, and uh, that went away, but I still like doing it. Yeah, so that's uh, that's fun. Masterclass help helps us out by uh, by you know defraying the expenses. That's right, and Patreon and Pat- and Patreon of course. Yeah, Patreon.
0: Ready Rich and I are very thankful for Patreon. Sure,
1: sure. Why would I be?
0: Right, because you're not paying out of your pocket. Yeah, great. I'm losing less money because of Patreon.
1: <laughs> that's right. That's what we're saying. Yeah, that's all we're saying. Yeah. So uh, I guess I'll get right to this because it's already too late. Okay. Uh, I get a Magic Hat.
0: That's the new uh, Apple. Uh... Yeah,
1: they didn't call. They don't call it Magic Hat, but yeah. they should. They should. It's a Magic Hat. It's called the Vision Pro. Yes. I learned the name of it, and I had to. Um, I bought my Magic Hat. Like a week ago, mostly because Pip was so on
0: my dick. Yes.
1: Uh, one person likes the magic hat without reservation. That's Piff, the magic dragon. Yeah. Piff, you know, will buy anything.
0: Yes. Yes, he buys anything. And he's also surprisingly technically savvy. Yeah, well, he's a computer guy. Yeah, yeah, so yeah He yeah. started out before right. his pancreas fell out his ass. Yeah.
1: And then he went into magic. Yeah. <laughs> 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 He was going to be a computer guy. That was going to be his life. Yes. So it's not surprisingly technically savvy.
0: He's surprisingly funny.
1: <laughs> <No>.
0: <laughs> well, I think for our listener, I say who may not know his background, because
1: he likes tech stuff. He also likes coins that people have done things to. <laughs> if you do something to a coin, you can sell it to Piff for three hundred dollars. <laughs> If you make it fold in half or make it dial or make it do things and you do it with little jeweler's tools and you saw carefully and make it beautiful, providing it's absolutely useless to his act, he will pay you a lot of money.
0: Man, I just started a a very cathartic exercise in my own garage yesterday. Uh I had a box of magic tricks I bought and haven't touched. Uh And it was just a real nostalgic to the pandemic of just me thinking I would just be ready for anything and everything. I'm going like, to learn hibbity hop rabbits. <laughs> yeah, like I found this thing with like Asian coins with like a rope going through them, and I was uh, like, "What did I think I was going to do?" <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to see me pull out four mysterious Asian coins <laughs> and make a mystery happen with a piece of string?
1: I think you're being too
0: self. Absorbed.
1: Who wants to see anyone do that? Right,
0: <laughs> right, 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 right. It's out of character, but it's not. It's it's out of character for me. It's out of style for everyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Did you throw them away? No, no, no. Did you Sell them, or are you now you learn them. I'm going. No, I'm putting them in a box to give it to my friend who runs a magic website to okay. sell. Uh,
1: you know, um, I've been wanting to do the die box. Yes, and tells you an idea for doing the die box.
0: That's crazy to me because. You have loved the die box for a long time, and every time you brought up your love for it in front of Teller, Teller like looks away in pain. Uh huh.
1: My love of the Chinese sticks, the die box, and the sands of Arabia drive everybody crazy. Yes, I love shitty tricks.
0: (laughs) Uh, I really do. Even someone did a die box on this. Mark D'Souza, yeah, did a uh, die box on Fool Us. Mm -hmm. And he started his routine with like, this is an old tea cabinet. Uh And your bust was like, how do you put tea in there? (laughs) (laughs) And and D'Souza, to his credit, just got ready. He goes, I have no idea. (laughs) I don't understand how it would work as a tea cabinet. I don't know how it would work to hold tea at all. (laughs) Well, as I often
1: say in magic shows when they pull out some sort of prop, oh, I've got one of those. No, I don't. I've never seen that before in my life. There, is, there are people who like, Copperfield likes this. Yeah. Copperfield likes pulling out machines that no one has ever seen. Yes. And putting them on stage and saying, I do a trick with this. Which is just saying, here's a machine that I built. Right. You know, yeah. which is a fine way to do magic, just not our style at all. No, no, no. And we're trying to do a couple, we've done a couple tricks like that where we just paint that red, you know. Yeah. Here's something you've never seen, and we do this with it. Yeah. Which makes me laugh.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, f- famously, you get uh, this again. The season unfolds, which we haven't done the greatest job talking about. But uh, you did the famous Mark Wilson, yeah, trick with the train, yeah, and you refused to use the word train, right? <laughs> and you did it as a trick you can learn at home. Yeah, with a thing you can do it at home at a party with a thing, yeah, uh, which was really funny. I love that, the thing with the fans underneath.
1: Yeah, that's the Mox, we did. We did the, we did the honors show, as you know. Yes, and we talked about that a lot. Yeah. And the name of that trick is the thing with the fans underneath. <laughs> and Mox was working at the shop. Yeah. And Mox came back and said, one of the tricks is named the thing with the fans underneath? <laughs> I said, yeah. And I said, I, I named that. <laughs> and there was no surprise. No, <laughs> <laughs> no surprise registered yeah. on her face at all.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Or the person that has their name, On his face at all. The person that always writes about me misgendering Moxie.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: God misgendered Moxie. (laughs) So I have a hat, magic hat. Yeah. You saw most of the rebellion has been crushed out of me. Just crushed out of me. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was rather rebellious in my Mm twenties and most people become conservative as they get older. Yeah, I haven't become conservative. I've become broken. I just don't <laughs> give a fuck anymore. And everybody reprimands me, right? When I try to be rebellious, I get reprimanded by my wife, by Teller, by my children, by Glenn. They reprimand me. Uh, don't do that, you know? I mean, when I want to wear the clothes I want to wear, there's all, all of them. When I want to do that, tell me don't wear that. Right. No matter what it is. You know, my my my... My attempt to wear a dashiki, which is all I want to wear. <laughs> um, the only way I want to ever dress is Afro Future. Right. That's you know I would be dressed to, to, to the modern people like uh, Black Panther. Yeah. To to older people like Sun Ra, mm-hmm. because I was very happy when the costume designer for Black Panther won the Academy Award. Yeah. And thanked Sun Ra. Yes. Yeah. 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 But I swear, if if you want a picture. Me in my natural habitat, you would picture me in a yellow and brown dashiki. Okay, I belong in a yellow and brown dashiki with matching yellow and brown loose linen pants. Yeah, you know that kind of design. Yeah. I want to dress African all the time, but you can't. It's cultural appropriation, and that's the times we live in. Mm-hmm. And I would think that was wonderful uh, if a guy from Massachusetts decided he wanted to dress African. Right. I see that seems like a beautiful thing in the world, but it's not. And people have made the argument and they make they make fine art. They make arguments enough that I don't fucking wear it.
0: <laughs> that you won.
1: Yeah, you won. You won, won personally. So it won. doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter what I think anymore. They've already won, so fuck 'em. Yeah. So I uh, I'm not very rebellious. I you, you, yeah. I used to be. You're man I used to be. I used to be I used to be, used to be, used to be I'm telling you, Matt. If you'd met me when I was 22, I believe I would have been the craziest motherfucker you ever met.
0: Uh, there's no doubt in my mind. Uh, <laughs> from, from other people's and, and your stories, there's no doubt in my mind.
1: Yeah. Other uh, people's stories are more than mine. Yeah. Because I don't tell some of those
0: stories. No, no.
1: But if you talk to Doc Swan, <laughs> right. who spent a lot of time with me during that time, uh, he will tell you I was the craziest motherfucker you ever met. And he is a carny.
0: No, you know, I think I was actually thinking about what you're talking about uh, with you and with uh, my oldest brother, who's his own children, my nephews, correct him so often mm-hmm. on stuff. And I think there is an element of ageism that we're not addressing in that, like, to imply that when you were being a crazy, rebellious person, you were doing that absent of good values. Mm-hmm. In other words... That you would fuck with people who thought dipshit things, right? Mm-hmm. And so now you're getting corrected by other people for stuff. And the correction comes with a tone of like, hey, you've been wrong your whole life about this.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you were mentioning this before we went on. Yeah. Walk on the Wild Side by Lou Reed. Yes. Being considered
0: anti-trans. Right. Right. <laughs> There's not a greater example of someone embracing, <laughs> literally embracing, yeah, uh, people in the trans community. Hmm? That was when when you could get killed for
1: it. You you, you still could get killed for it, right? When you got killed for it more often than yeah, yeah. Lou had married someone who was cis male, yeah, who was trans, married, yeah, okay, in the seventies, yeah. Wrote Walk on the Wild Side, okay. Yeah telling people that all sorts of trans and gay life was a okay yeah huge influence on me right yeah done with this wonderful on we at the straight world yeah and then and we shouldn't overstate this because i believe that any trans person that you talk to would say of course lou Reed is. It's
0: very important and very, very Right, people in the know. We're talking about the the ignorant outrage. We're
1: talking about outrage of like one student newspaper written by a fool. Yeah. Right? And that fool could have been a fool of any kind. You know, this is someone that just essentially doesn't understand English. A native speaker who doesn't understand what the language means. Yeah. So they write that up, and then people get outraged about it. But the truth of the matter is, if you talk to anyone who knows who Lou Reed is and also identifies as trans, they're going
0: to go, Lou Zay okay. Right. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean,
1: that's what Sister Ray says.
0: (laughs) I'm actually more just thinking of the modern way we are correcting people. Just because you are totally right doesn't mean that you're allowed to go about it in an incorrect way.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, Yeah. Well put, well put. Yeah. Okay, so here's what I was talking about with Rebellious. Okay. I want to tell you, um, this is to tell you how pathetic, limp, dick, and broken I am. Okay? Okay? This is a man who used to be uh, uh, aggressive, loud, rebellious, and is now just a heap who sits on the couch with a magic hat on his face. (laughs) I am. Do not have good eyes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I do not have good ears. Mm-hmm. I do not have
0: good, good vocal taste. cords. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: I do. I do not have good knees. Yeah. I do not have good feet. I went in to a uh, uh, not an orthodontist. A dietrist? Yeah, but no. But there's another one.
0: Ortho. Orthodont. No. Ortho. Orthologist? Orthopedic. Ortho- ortho- we, or, I think we got there.
1: Orthopedic. Am I <laughs> orthopedophile? That's why I went. They took X-rays of my feet because I want new orthotics mm-hmm. to catch x-rays of my feet. And this young woman, very young doctor, very young, I said, uh, "You, I think that people that deal with feet, podiatrists and people like yourself, mm-hmm. I said, I think even though this word has fallen out of fashion, I think the word gnarly probably comes up a lot with you, right? <laughs> and she said, yes, it comes up an awful lot. And I said, uh, yeah, I said, well, you know, you better put your professional hat on because I'm going to take out my shoes. You're going to see my feet. And she said, I saw a guy who had maggots living in his feet.
0: Ah, Oh, that's gross.
1: Right. And I said, well, I'm going to compete with that. So she looked at the x-rays and she went, Jesus. uh, There's no arch whatsoever. All these bones are essentially broken. There's arthritis around all the tendons. She said, your pain management, I said, is astonishing. (laughs) She said, that must hurt all the time. I said, hey, it must. And uh, I said, I would like some other orthotics. We could also give you braces and stuff. And I said, yeah, but a lot of times I just deal with the pain. So my feet are broken. My ears are broken. My eyes are broken. Mm -hmm. So I go in to get my magic hat. And the magic hat by Apple Um, you can't wear glasses under the magic hat because you're staring at little tiny iPads. iPads the size of your balls. Okay. Are sitting over your eyes. Specifically mine, yeah. Yeah. Sitting right over your eyes. Little glowing ball-like iPads sitting over your eyes. So you have no room for glasses. And it's a total uh, light seal. (laughs) Because you're looking... (laughs) Because it's... You're not looking through anything. Yeah, when you have the magic hat on, yeah. and you're looking out at the world, yeah, you're not seeing any of the world. You're seeing little TVs, and that's really hard to understand. To the you're point- seeing
0: security footage of your direct surroundings.
1: Yes, and uh, Piff put it really wonderfully. Piff said, "I took video of Mister Piffles, which of course sickened me. I took video of Mister Piffles with my magic hat. He calls it a vision pro.
0: Yeah,
1: with my magic hat." And I played it back and it was perfect. Exactly. And I said, whoa, it's perfect because what it's showing me is what I saw because I never saw reality anyway. <laughs> right. You understand that? I do. So you go in there and if you want to buy a magic hat and you have bad eyes, they don't check your feet, but God help us if they did. <laughs> <laughs> My eyes are very bad. You know, They don't even correct really to 2020. Very bad. And uh, you have to give them a prescription, which goes to Zeiss. That's who they teamed up with because I guess they thought that Lens Crafters wasn't a groovy enough name for Apple. (laughs) So Zeiss (laughs) does the lenses. And Zeiss, as you can tell by the sound of it,
0: is in China. (laughs) (laughs) And they've got to send you the lenses, right? Over the phone they said eyes, but they wrote down Zeiss. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Poor connection from China.
1: Poor connection from China. Uh, Russians are putting nuclear bombs in space, maybe. Anyway,
0: speaking of China. We'll be all on our, we'll all be on our magic hats. We won't care.
1: Yeah. Well, the magic hat might not work. That's what, that's what we really care about. Oh. they are talking about spy satellite saddle. Blow now up. we'll go to war. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you have to have a prescription, okay? That you have to send to Apple- they send to Zeiss. And Zeiss sends you these little glasses, magnets, magnet glasses that you go very satisfying. Into the? Into the magic hat.
0: Oh, that is satisfying.
1: Just, it, it, they fit in perfect. Just like that, right? So you have to send them your prescription. So I try to send them my prescription. And Apple says, uh, this isn't current. Right, It's six months out from my eye test. So I got to go get another eye test to get my magic hat.
0: Apple's a lot of demand. You get a more recent eye test.
1: Yeah. So I said to Emily, uh, tell the ophthalmologist that he just needs to send me another prescription. Just dated ahead of time. And she says, well, well, no, he's not going to do that. I said, well, call him up tell them to do that my prescription has not changed in fucking 20 years
0: and it's not because you're trying to become a pilot right because you're trying to use a new toy four months yeah it's out of out of whack or whatever maybe
1: it's a year out of whack. what do i care does not matter for the story so i say talk to the ophthalmologist and she said the ophthalmologist won't do it and i said we're going to get a different fucking ophthalmologist <laughs> i said fuck him in the neck she said well it won't be any faster
0: like like tom cruise's stunt team
1: yeah (laughs) exactly yeah yeah. i said we're gonna get she said well you can't punish him for following the law i said you watch me she said he really likes you he likes when you come in i said well he's gonna miss that isn't he (laughs) because fuck him in the neck yeah Okay, I don't, I don't like him anyway. He's a drummer in a punk band. He's a good guy. Fuck him. Yeah. Okay. And she said, No, I said, Well, we'll forge it. She said, what, what do you mean, forge it? I said, They're taking an electronic picture of a written prescription that was done in a typewriter. Take some fucking whiteout, whatever the equivalent in the 21st century of whiteout is. What, did Mike Nesmith's mother live in vain? Just take the fucking date out and put a four instead of a three on the year so that my eye test happened in April of this year. (laughs) And she said, well, I don't know if I can do that. I go, what do you mean? I said, this law is bullshit. They just have the law for eye exams to make more money. She said, well, you can't punish a guy who doesn't want to lose his license. I said, what do you mean? I'm going to. You think I can't punish a guy who doesn't want to break the law? I'm going to punish a guy who doesn't want to break the law. Have you ever seen anybody honked at someone going 55
0: on the highway? Yeah. I'm that fucking guy. Have you ever watched the first 15 minutes of, of any new Netflix action movie? <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. Here's what I'm talking about.
1: When I was 22. Yeah. I was riding in a car through back roads going 125 miles an hour. Right. Now I want to change a three to a four. So that you wear a toy on your head. So I can get a toy for a magic hat. Right? And the government is stopping me. Fuck them. This is where my re- – this is the limp dick rebellion that I have left. Yeah. Right? So then I say just just fix it and then sign it. Just do a fake prescription. Who gives a fuck? I'm trying to spend (laughs) $4,300. That's what I'm trying to spend. You understand that? I'm trying to spend $4,000 for a piece of fucking bullshit. For two of Matt's balls glowing taped to my face. That's what I'm trying to do. So finally, I guess, certainly not... Because I'm rebellious and powerful, but because I'm so fucking pathetic, a fake prescription showed up. Okay. Plus an eye test for tomorrow. <laughs> like that's my penance. I, I got to go get an eye test. Okay. Be- because we faked an eye test. So I'm going to go in there. The eye test is going to be different. I spend what? Another $4,000 to get another toy with a slightly different piece of glass with a magnet around it from China? Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) So they tell me my lenses aren't going to come in until the 29th of February. Okay, good. Then they write to me and go, Oh, we, we, we made a deal with people at the customs in China, and now it's going to be tomorrow, tomorrow. So there's something really shady going on. You think that my problem with wanting to forge an ophthalmologist's signature is bad? Imagine what Apple is doing in China. Okay, take your Muslim group and kill them all. Just let our little piece of glass go through faster. Isn't that the deal they made? Of yeah. course. Yeah. Yeah. We don't care about Muslims in China. Put our little toys through faster. Deal. Yeah. So I go in for the demo, and the demo's pretty great. And the demo is even more annoying. You know why the demo's annoying? Right. Here's why the demo is so fucking annoying. You go in there, and they say, first of all, I said, I brought in my, uh, my laptop. Can I hook that up to the uh, magic hat? See how it goes? They go, no, the demo is, is, is just the way we do it. We don't change anything in the demo. I said, okay, but I care about different stuff than other people. You don't have to show me fucking Avatar. I don't want to see fucking Avatar. I want to see how my text looks. <laughs> I want to see if my text looks okay. Because I'm going to use this whole thing like I use everything just for text. My I do anything but text. Right. But yet I buy, you know, $1,000 of computer yeah, yeah. stuff. Um, to journal. Yeah, to journal. To write an email to you saying, oh, look at this. This is funny. <laughs> it was. Yeah. I, I sent you the thing but Gilbert, yeah. right? The uh, the dumplings come on a salad is what the server said to me and Gilbert out to dinner. Repeat it again. The dumplings come on a salad. Yeah. And then Gilbert responded, oh, so it's a show as well as a meal. Uh, <laughs> that was the genius. I get to sit with at dinner and now he's fucking dead. Gilbert Gottfried is fucking dead and I can't get a fake ophthalmologist paper? <laughs> Oh, that's the injustice in the world.
0: Is it optometrist? Are we getting it wrong the whole time? Or is it ophthalmologist? Fuck you. <laughs> I just okay. wanted to get up there before the emails came. Okay. Guy. A guy. Guy. I guy. A drummer. <laughs> Let's call him a drum.
1: Let's call him what he is. Yeah. He's a fucking drummer. So, yes, Apple, you have a forged prescription from me. Fucking cuff me. But here's the thing. <laughs> that chaps what's left of my ass because I lost a lot of it. Here's what chaps my ass. You go in there and you say, it's time for the demo, right? They take your glasses. Can we have your glasses, please? Sure. You give them your glasses. You can't see how shitty their prices are. They take your glasses. They put them on a machine. They go in the back room. Two and a half, three minutes later, they come out with two of the lenses that are perfect for your eyes. Perfect for your eyes. They have them in the fucking store. Then why are you going through the other ah! Exactly. Exactly. Very satisfying. But they don't let you do it. They do it. You have to wait to do your own. Plus, my lenses are, uh, are uh, monogrammed. No. Something. Mono's one letter, I guess. Laser etched? Yeah, laser etched. No God, they say on them. No God L, no God R. Nice. It's so satisfying. When you get them right, when you get them wrong, it's... (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I go for my demo. This is before the whole fiasco with lenses. Because I'm telling you, if I had known the fiasco with the lenses beforehand that little demo would have turned into a smash and grab. And I know <laughs> that once I get it out of the store it becomes a brick and you can't use it, it would have been a smash and grab just for hate. Yeah. Out of principle. Out of principle. A principle smash and grab. Which I tried to tell Moxie, just grab shit and run. No, Moxie, anyway. <laughs> so I put in the demo, right? I have my I have the magic hat on. I'm in the store. And he tells me, you know, look here, 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 as it maps Sure. By the way, if you told me that I had to figure out a device to look into people's eyes and be able to tell on the size of a postage stamp where they were looking within a pixel, okay? Yeah. And you gave me 175,000 years <laughs> and you gave me unlimited budget. Yeah. Wouldn't be able to do
0: it. <laughs> No, 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 no.
1: This is impossible things they've done, okay?
0: It seems impossible.
1: And here I am complaining about an ophthalmologist being called an optometrist when he really is just a fucking drummer. <laughs> <laughs> you feed little baby rhinoceroses. You feed? the Little baby rhinoceroses come up like they're going to suck your dick. They're oh, really okay. close to you. And Alicia, Alicia Keys, not with the attitude of the rhinoceros at all. Yeah. She's kind of yelling at you spitting at you. Oh. Alicia, you can see her whole band, look her all around you. Pretty great. The demo's really wonderful. Then I got my magic hat and I got my, uh, I'm just telling people, uh, go in and get a demo of this thing. It's a really good half-hour of entertainment for freeze. Yeah. Totally for freeze. You might have to have a credit card, maybe. They might have to believe, like the people that listen to this. Yeah. That don't have a credit card. Yeah. Nobody?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, you go in and get a demo at the Apple Store. You haven't done it yet. I haven't. Just do it. It's, it's worth it. It's a really good demo. You get a rhinoceros and Alicia Keys and some crazy fucking asshole feeding sharks. Stop it. I sat there with a magic hat on my head going, cut it out. <laughs> and, you know, some wire walker over a canyon, cut it out. But you're never going to use that shit, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's good for the demo. So maybe all you need is the demo. Right. Because the demo will blow your mind yeah. and you're done. Then they'll try to show you like some fucking bullshit movies. It's not Avatar, but it's another bullshit movie just like that. Okay. You're just going to go, I didn't want to see this when I wanted to see it. Right. Why am I looking at it now in your store with a magic hat on my head? Because now this fucking shitty writing and shitty directing is going to be better when I see it better. Fuck you. Get it away. But that was just another issue. Yeah, and by the way, you can't type on it. You got to hook up a keyboard to it. Yeah, and a, and a trackpad. Don't uh, so. I get my magic hat yesterday. By the way, <laughs> my eyes hurt today. Why? Because I have the wrong prescription. <laughs> <that> we forged. <laughs> no, it's just I had it on magic hat on five. You know how I am. Yeah. Emily bought a magic hat.
0: Yeah,
1: and when Emily uses her magic hat. She puts it on for 20 minutes and then says, oh, I got to do some other work, takes it off, works on a computer, runs around, does stuff. No, that's not the way Penn does it. Penn says, I'm going to put on the magic hat now. and I'm going to do every piece of work I have to do with the magic hat. Mm. And if the magic hat doesn't work for that, I'm going to find a way to make it work. So I am trying to, first time, trying to make the magic hat do things it doesn't do. Mm. Oh, can, I, can, I, can I get Dropbox into a file server and dump that into the iCloud? Can I get that to go automatically, moving this around? Meanwhile, I'm like Robert Downey Jr. And also, you know, in the air. And meanwhile, I'm sitting, after I sit in my office for two and a half hours doing this, I go out into the family room, which means on my screens comes Zoltan, unshaven, hair in his face, T-shirt, shorts, huh, a lot like his dad. <laughs> Looking like a fucking pig, like his dad. I'm sitting there with just gym shorts on, no shirt, and I'm doing this in the air with a magic hat strapped to my head. And I look at him. You can see the person's eyes, but they're not the person's eyes. They're video representation of his well,
0: this eyes. This is what? Yeah, your 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 wife called me, Facetime me, and
1: that's a different thing with her persona. Yeah, but on the actual magic hat, when you look into the magic hat, you see the person's eyes. But you're not seeing their eyes. You're seeing a video projection of their eyes. That's crazy. So I'm looking up at Zoltan through TV cameras. And he's looking at me through TV cameras. And he goes, oh, fuck, Dad. You just could not look stupider. This is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Just sit there. And he pulls out his phone. And he points it at me. And I said, okay, you can take a picture. He said, no, no, no. Just keep working. With your with your stupid thing on your face, let me get video so you can see how humiliated you are. And I said, oh, "Okay." So I did that, and he sent me the video, and oh, it's awful. <laughs> and then he said to me, "If you leave that in the house where I know where it is when you aren't around, I'm gonna smash it." <laughs> you know why? Because he's young and rebellious. Right? He is what I should be still, but I'm not because I get pushed around by ophthalmologists who are actually drummers who probably are optometrists. (laughs) There's more to say about this. I haven't even talked about the magic hat yet. Right. I've just talked about the experience. But I would like to talk about if you want something that's actually worth it, because I'm going to tell you that the magic hat is astonishing and great and fabulous. But even Piff will tell you, certainly not worth it. If you say, I'm going to buy this and get $4,000 worth of use out of it, fuck yourself. (laughs) Not a chance. Not a chance. You've got to be, as Piff said, you have to pretend you got it for free. You can't use the fungibility of cash to justify it. Uh. Because it's not worth anything else you could buy for $4,000. By the way, speaking of buying things for $4,000, they now have vegan peanut butter cups. Where? There's a good way to spend your $4,000. Walmart. All right. Okay. Yeah. Walmart. Done. Glenn brought them to me. Glenn brought me. He said, "Look what they got at Walmart now." And then Glenn gave me a whole speech about how he doesn't shop at Walmart ever. Okay, peanut butter cups tell a different story, don't they, Glenn? <laughs> Lifelong learning. I'm Let's getting, do my, it. getting my get my bread. Lifelong learning at MasterClass. What have you been saying? Are you still doing the Salman Rushdie?
0: Yeah. And this is where I want to talk about what Masterclass does. Okay. Oh. Salman Rushdie, before he was a success, like everyone, before he was a successful writer, he was an unsuccessful writer. Sure. Working in an ad agency. And so Salman Rushdie, in the Masterclass, pulls out a manuscript that he wrote, a 300 page book that he wrote when he was 25 years old.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: And he says, and he tells you all about what he was reading and what this book was trying to imitate and why he knew it was a mistake as soon as he finished about 300 pages. He put it away, and it was so bad, he never even touched it again Mm -hmm. until this moment. So you watch him pull out a manuscript from a book that he wrote when he was 25. He reads a paragraph from it that actually, to me, sounds pretty good. Mm -hmm. Sounds pretty poetic. And he goes, this paragraph is about nothing. (laughs) And he goes, and I knew I would hate reading it, I know I, I haven't read a page of this since I put it away when I was 25 years old. Mm-hmm. I knew I would hate it. I do. And I'll never read it ever again.
1: <laughs> now, uh, that's Sol- that's Salman Rushdie. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't do better than that. No. Uh, they do an incredible job. Yeah. Masterclass. It is, it is so great. You can take uh, classes on everything. Over 180 instructors. Yeah. The best in the world, which I can give you evidence of that. Who does the magic one? Uh, Penn and Teller. Yeah, see, exactly, yeah. exactly. My point. I don't need to tell you it comes in all formats. I'll tell you one thing.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm guaranteed it'll very soon be Vision Pro.
0: Yeah, right, right, right. They, are, they are, they yeah. are
1: always cutting edge. Yeah, and their stuff looks beautiful. And you know, you might not think that's important. Like when you when you do like lectures on tape. Yeah, and you try to learn. You Continued learning that way. Yeah, you think, well, this is a lecture. It's not supposed to look good. I'll tell you, if it looks good, it's a lot better. It does. And if it's edited really smart, and the people who do it put it together beautifully, so you can really, really learn, makes a huge difference. Right. And I would tell you, I would argue that it wouldn't, and I would be wrong, because the stuff being beautiful really makes a uh, really makes a uh, really makes a difference. It's very good to have everything. Yeah. And masterclass is a great way to uh, continue lifelong learning. You know, when they told me that that was their goal was lifelong learning. You really don't need to know anything else. Well, you need to know that for one membership, you get all the classes and all the instructors. Yeah, it's not an a la carte type thing. No. it is a prefix. Prefix. Prefixy fixy. You just get it all, and it's a really, really good deal. Right now, our listeners will get an additional fifteen percent off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash pen that's right get 15 percent off right now at masterclass.com slash oh, pen masterclass.com masterclass.com slash pen what's oh, such a good thing go check it out
0: before shopify were you wondering where are my sales at
1: I got my Zeiss lens satisfied, put it on my face. I look at everything. I make a persona, uh, which is they already say it's beta. So you, trashing them on the persona
0: is totally wrong. I was fooled. So I wasn't introduced to persona ahead of time. I thought I was Facetime with your wife. And at the end, she goes, by the way, you're not seeing my face. I'm a robot. Yeah. Um, you're seeing a persona.
1: I did mine with a lot of backlight. So mine looks like Leatherface. <laughs> but I'm going to do another one. Yeah. Here's the thing that's so astonishing. Your windows stay locked in space. And people will tell you that that's amazing, but you don't understand it's amazing until you see it. Shake your head like this, shake your head like this. The window stays in the same place. That's crazy. The window does not move with your eyes or your face. And you do all your selection by looking. You look at the X, you do that, it does it. And It works. It works. You know, really, you're expecting me to say, "Oh, you're supposed to look here and then hit it." You have to hit it like five times. No, works perfectly, first time. Boom! It is so sensually pleasing. It is just beautiful, and you can make a movie screen that's twenty feet wide, right? And you can just see it. It's it's beautiful, and uh, I hooked it to my computer. Then you have your computer screen fill the whole room. Then in the background, you have like Hawaiian volcanoes. And if someone comes in the room, they pop into your space. It senses that it's there. It moves your window and brings them in.
0: Even my cats?
1: Uh, I don't know about your cats. All right.
0: The only ones who always surprise the shit out of me, no matter what.
1: <laughs> it's really good. The other thing is, if you've got four grand that you can float, you can try it for 14 days. And I don't feel guilty saying like you're ripping off Apple by trying for 14 days you have no intention to buying it because you might have an intention to buying it afterward. Uh, I don't even know where I sit yet. I've done it for one day. Yeah. A little bit of eye strain, a little bit of nausea, probably because of bad prescription, because of forgery, because of the drummer. Um, but I'm going to fix that tomorrow Then I have to pay another $200. Never mind. Um, I don't know why when they don't have them in the store, I couldn't just try them out. Better or worse? Better, better or worse. worse? I think... Because I'm stupid, I want to preface that. Sure. That's the reason I think this, because I'm stupid. And it should be able to look into your eyes, tell what your prescription is, and then adjust the fuzziness on the little matte balls that are hanging over your eyes. Right. And then make it so it looks like it's in focus when it that, isn't.
0: Isn't that all glasses are? They must have spent at least some months exploring that option.
1: Someone brought it up in a meeting. Yeah. Stupid person. Everybody else in the meeting went, no, because you actually get the throw of the distance. Your optics aren't going to work that way. And you go, okay, uh, right. okay do it.
0: Actually, the person just said, like, he said, can I say something? I said, yeah, here. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's see what that guy's plan.
1: If I were in a meeting at Apple about this yeah. and I said, can I say something? They would just say, no. <laughs> Moving sh- on. You shut up you're here on a work study thing. Shut up, sit over there. I might need a Danish later. <laughs> I'd be okay at that. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. I fucked that up too. Yeah, But here's the thing. The first, the first uh, iPhone that came out, I had a BlackBerry. The iPhone was bullshit. Couldn't do anything with it. I saw one. Oh, that's really pretty, really nice. <laughs> we'll never use it. This is clearly So absolutely clearly, keep in mind, I'm always wrong. This is so absolutely clearly what all computing is going to be in a little while.
0: I mean, I saw a person, the big use I saw pop up was that uh, a friend uh, showed what it was like to, to go on a flight. Like it's basically You know you sit on your uncomfortable seat, crowded yeah. by someone else, and all of a sudden, boom. You're surrounded by a wide that's open space. What, that's
1: what Piff uses it for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: that's what I'll use it for, too. It just seems like you uh, can make space, uh, space flies. I said space flight. Yeah. <laughs> Regular flight. Yeah.
1: Also, here's uh, something that, that not enough people are talking about. The audio is the best audio I've ever heard. Oh, wow. Better than headphones, better than uh, AirPods. It's also spatial. You turn your head, you get the illusion. I kept thinking... That the sound was in the room. Wow. And then my speakers had just gotten a lot better. It's perfect. The audio is perfect. It doesn't go in your ears. it sits over them. It's, I mean, points down at them. It's really good. I mean, the audio department at Apple is probably going, oh, yeah, everybody's talking about the visual. How long we worked at the audio, it's really, really good. But put vision in
0: the name. That's yeah. the, That's the big yeah. loss there. Yeah. Audio visual pro? It should be called hearing pro. <laughs> That's the wrong
1: visual, audio, audio, audio pro. Yeah, but it's it's really good, and I really oral
0: oral pro oral pro. I met
1: her, and uh, <laughs> you. I had up here was Miles Davis with the music. Over there was my computer screen. In front of it was my notes. Over there were my photos. Over there was the news. Over there was my internet. Up there, you know, it's all like that. And here's the part that's so fucking weird. You know, Apple, this is what I'm talking about master class. Aesthetics really do matter. And I never think they do. You know, the way windows appear and go away on your computer, the way things bounce and move is really important. And when I was a Windows user writing for PC Computing, mm-hmm. I really believed they didn't. I really believed that pretty was a waste of time. I'm now coming very close to doing Bob Dylan's second album when he wrote in the back about knowing that uh, things need to be ugly to be beautiful, yeah. Talk about Joan Baez. But it, it really is true. A beautiful, clear voice is different than another kind of voice singing. Yeah. You know? Sinatra makes a difference. The aesthetic that Apple lays down is an important part of the experience. And the aesthetic on uh, on the magic hat is beyond anything you could ever imagine. And here's the part that you would think is stupid, and I think it might be the smartest thing. You're sitting at your desk, and you've got all your windows around you, okay? Now, I have like five windows. They're all open. Everything's covered, Right? and I have the music playing, and I get up because I have to pee, okay? Then I, I pee, which I can see through the, the goggles. I see a representation of my penis and of the urine going into that whole thing, which, by the way, I should have taken a video and sent it to you. And um, I, so you could see what would it be like if I were <laughs> a pen and I were peeing. Then I go back and I make myself a cup of coffee, which I have a special straw for because you can't drink. Uh It just hits your your magic hat. So you have to have a little straw to drink with, which of course was part of my son's absolute repulsion. Yes. So I walk over, you know how my office is. I walk over to where the sink is to make my coffee. And I am now looking through the magic hat at my work area. And what do I see at my work area? I see the backs of all the windows. Exactly like I was sitting there. Oh, wow. It's stuck in space. And if I go into the family room yeah. and I'm watching a movie there and I pause it, when I go back in, I can see the movie screen at the same angle and size it was. And I can go over and sit down in front of it. Wow. So you can populate your entire world. I was going to say apartment. Apartment. You're into- I don't live in an apartment. I live in a house. I- it's when I said to a uh, uh, Carrie Coleman, a yeah. uh, friend of mine, I told her that I lived in a housing project, and she said, "No, it's a gated community." And I said, "Aren't those the same things?" And she went, "Ah, oh, Jesus Christ!" <laughs> anywhere in your apartment, anywhere in the world, yeah, you can leave those windows. So the, the one that they did in the, uh, in, the, in the YouTube video that that woman did, you can have a window over every pot that you're cooking with with a different timer going. So you see the pot and the timer's above it. Oh, wow. Just sitting there running. And you can move those around everywhere. So you could keep your magic hat on. You could go into your living room, have the screen all there, start playing it, then go in and check the pot, which is irresponsible by the way to have a pot boiling on the stove while you've got a magic hat on you're in the other room that's what i
0: was thinking but
1: you could do that yeah and then you could have something else
0: i'll tell you my wife wouldn't put it past me (laughs) get a demo yeah
1: play around with it it's pretty beautiful and the rhinoceroses come right up now let's get to the most important issue okay if you have a iphone 15 which looks like this. Mm-hmm. If you have an iPhone 15, either the Pro or the Pro Max, iPhone 15, you can take spatial videos. Which means you can turn it sideways, hit the button, it pop up. You have to you have to enable it in your system. Once you enable it, you can take video that will then be won't be seen as spatial on the iPhone. Your actual phone. It'll go to your phone's. But if you put it on the, the magic hat. Yeah. It goes to full spatial. Okay. Okay. Pretty great. Yeah. I'm going to have my magic hat for uh, at least another 12 days. Yeah. I might get rid of it then. I might not. I don't know. I'm really trying it. It was like when I went to Ringling Brothers Barnum Bailey Greatest Show on Earth, Clown College, when I went there, they said the first day, the first day, we are trying to see if you fit into Ringling... We want to see if we feel like you could fit into Ringling. We also want to see if you feel like you could fit into Ringling. So at the end of the course, they offered me a contract, said, do you want to go with Ringling? I said, no, I've determined I don't fit in with Ringling. And they said, you were lying to us. You came, with through the whole program. I said, no, you said the first day. They said, we were deciding. I said, we meant all of us. I decided no. So I might decide yes, I might decide no. And I don't know. I really am doing exactly in good faith what they expect. Yeah. There is one porn video that's available in Spatial, right? <laughs> Which I haven't figured out how to use yet. You have to move it into your family photo viewer and then watch it and then you can delete it afterward. <laughs> but you can't just pull up. There's no just viewer you can use, right? Yeah. And it is of a uh, a woman having an orgasm and squirting. Okay. Right, right to the Magic Pro. Very. Vision Pro. Or right to, yeah, it's like Three Stooges 3D. Yeah, yeah. That's what that would be. Woman squirting is, whoop, 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 whoop. they do the two fingers toward the camera. That's what it is. It's exactly the same as that. So I, I was talking to Piff and I said, I want to write a play that is that woman 20 years from now. Yeah. That's really the first. The first piece of porn that was done for the Vision Pro. Yeah. She's the first one. I want a play, a two-character play. Mm -hmm. Piff and I talked about it. I think it's a great play. Of that woman, 20 years older, with the baby rhinoceros who's now grown up, who is the cute little rhinoceros that comes up and you feed. Yeah. And she, who had an orgasm for it. The two of them sitting side by side in two chairs, talking about what it was like to be the first people on Vision Pro, the first creatures on Vision Pro. So the rhinoceros is now 20-year-old rhinoceros. Mm -hmm. She's now a 40-year-old woman. Yeah. A lot of wisdom in the rhinoceros and the woman. Yeah. And they're talking about what it was like to have (laughs) their brief time of fame. And they are saying... The rhinoceros is saying, you I didn't even really understand it. You know, I just thought, oh, there's food here and there's someone wearing a magic hat, but I'll go up and eat the food. And now everybody says, oh, you're the cute little rhinoceros, but you've gotten so old. And I go, well, that's what time does. That's what time does. Now I'm an elderly rhinoceros. But I was so cute, and I was in spatial video. And that's when spatial video was new. And I was the cute rhino that everyone was talking about. And now, you know, I've had a good life, I guess. You know, I live on the reserve. No one shot me. No one cut off my horn to make weird hard-on juice that doesn't work. (laughs) I've just been living here in a pretty happy little life. I was once really, really famous. And then she says, you know, now I work in real estate. But at the time, I had an orgasm for a guy in a magic hat. And for a little while, everybody was saying, this is the only porn you can get. And now, of course, the magic hat is used for nothing but. (laughs) (laughs) But at the time, I was in people's magic hats. And then they just talk. Kind of a bittersweet, funny Thing all about life yeah. wouldn't you like to see the rhinoceros and that woman talking of course for 90 minutes i don't know maybe yeah. not by the way this is how you can tell you're talking to a crazy person what i just said about the play with the rhinoceros and the woman
0: yeah
1: i'm 40 percent not kidding <laughs> i actually think that would be a beautiful play yeah uh, you know jim turner was in the clown movie with yes, the big yeah, yeah he was in a group called duck's breath mystery theater Right? And I think I'm just stealing from them. Because one of the guys there wrote a play that just moved me so much. It was the cow that had a hole in its stomach that they put food in to watch digestion in the cow's stomach. uh uh-huh. They actually had a window. Right, an actual yeah. experiment. And the guy who had a spike that went right through his head that changed his personality. Yeah. The railroad Argent, worker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was those two and like three or four other people like people like that with a cow yeah. in history. They were all part of every, every like sixth grader gets obsessed with those particular people. Yeah. And have them all talking about the rest of their lives. So I guess I'm just stealing that. So I don't have to do it because someone else did it. That's a good thing about stealing. You can stop. And someone else is doing the work.
0: You're, you're, you've actually created more of a, a, a template of discovery by this. You are inspired by this play. Yeah. Because you, you're still exploring completely different ideas with your characters. And I also saw this play in,
1: uh, once, and most of it was improvised, in um, 1979. Yeah. I saw it once. I also amazed Jim Turner because he did a thing called Child's Portion. Yeah. When he, in 1979, Child's Portion, which was the first 12 year old punk band singing about how they wanted more french fries and time off from school. <laughs> and he was on his knees the whole time singing hardcore punk as a 12 year old. I saw Jim Turner 40 years later. Yeah. Sang some of the songs to him that I'd seen once. Oh, wow. I saw it once. That's what art can do. Yeah. So that's what this woman's doing. What I'm saying to you is. You all know questionpen at gmail.com, is that right? Yeah. Yes. Well, if you make a a spatial video, and you know, I don't care anything, but it should be somewhat sexual, but I don't care. (laughs) I don't care in what area it's sexual. Right, right, right. I don't care male, female, anything you want to do. Yeah, yeah. And I don't even care what you're doing.
0: Yeah.
1: Short. If you send me a video to questionpen.com, the chances of me watching that video are almost zero. Someone sent a beautiful video of them doing a upside down tribute to the bit we did. Yeah. I watched a little bit of it.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah.
1: And someone sent me a video of a guy making a giant strawberry. Yeah. I watched a little bit of that. Yes. But I'm telling you, this is a window. <laughs> There's a ten day window where I will watch anything, providing it providing you think it's sexual. Right. I don't care. Don't try to guess my taste. Because one of the things, I, I went through a period about three weeks ago with, with porn where I tried to only watch stuff that I wasn't interested in to see if I could get into that JAG. Yeah. Really fun experiment to do.
0: That is interesting.
1: Yeah. To see, oh, I never even thought that could be sexual. Boy, that's not any of the things I've ever clicked. Let's click this. Really fun yeah, it's it, it is the of course that's soon going to be cultural appropriation in some way, right? <laughs> oh, you weren't really turned on by this. You can't watch it.
0: Um, Your stepsister wasn't really stuck in a washing machine. Exactly. Yeah,
1: exactly. I tried to play with that to just go. It's, it's 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 experiments, a fun experiments in empathy.
0: Yeah,
1: that's what it really is. Trying to see yourself through another person's shoes. For instance, like foot fetish stuff, which never crossed my mind. Yeah, let's watch that. Go. So if you've got something you think is sexual and you have an iPhone 15 Pro, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: right, and you can take spatial video, or even better, if you have a magic hat, and probably statistically, listening to us now, there's probably 25 people with magic hats. Right. This is the perfect opportunity. Make something on your magic hat.
0: It's a rare window.
1: Yeah. I will try to find a way to watch it. Okay, because uh, that that will be fun, and then maybe when I write my play, that's ripped off from uh, Leon, inspired by, it. inspired by, ripped off about the rhinoceros, the cute little rhinoceros, and the woman later. I might I might talk about so that.
0: I can't picture you going to Leon and be like, Hey, this is what I'm doing. And Him going like, What? You can't do that. I did that in 1979 with a cow person. Yeah, you can't. I, I feel like he'd be okay with you. Well, I could get in touch with him.
1: Yeah. I'd ask him, I don't know if I'm actually going to write it, but the idea of an aging rhinoceros talking to a porn person uh, really really moves me, yeah, it really does i'm i'm not even I'm not joking even slightly i i I really think that it it addresses those moments in time uh, we've talked a lot about fleeting fame, yeah, but this seems like such a pure form of it, right Because a rhinoceros did not have hopes of being in show business his whole life. Right. The rhinoceros just was going to get a treat. Yeah. Right? And all of a sudden the rhinoceros, I'll tell you, you're going to go in for the demo, aren't you? Yeah. Are you just nodding and laughing? You're going to go in for the
0: demo? Um, just, sorry, no, I, I'm literally just, I know, I'm about to be running around for about a week and a half, but some, I will be able to go in for a demo at some point. It's
1: a half an hour, but you got to get there and shit. Yeah. And yeah. You got to make an appointment. Uh, you'll see what I mean. The rhinoceros is, is, a star who's frozen in time, he's a star for no reason. Yeah. Now, I obviously don't know the hopes and dreams of a rhinoceros. There's that incredible, that quote that tears me to pieces. And I don't know the exact quotation. Maybe Reddy can find it. If tigers could talk. If I, a I, lion could speak, we would not understand them. Who was it by? Wittgenstein. Ah, Wittgenstein. Yeah, Wittgenstein. And it chills me. Yeah. it shows me completely cuz the inability it's also the uh, the immense the immense world written by young i think the book that i just read that talks about color perception and feeling in other animals yeah the idea that we're trapped alone in our own little worlds and we can't even understand another person makes the rhinoceros going up to have his food what does it look like for him to get that food with the magic hat there? If a lion could speak, we wouldn't understand him. That quotation is my whole life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right there. And that's why I'm sitting with a magic hat and a forged prescription and bad feet. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, uh, I have something else. I was going to talk a lot about this. I've texted you a poem to read. Yeah, a poem to read? I should read it right now? Probably,
0: before we go into the next segment.
1: Uh, but I haven't. Uh, didn't... Oh, you texted it to me? I did. It didn't come in on my. uh, Put
0: on your Vision Pro and just bring it up on the uh, screen. Let
1: me see. Andy Lerner has written into me, I like the idea of teabagging little iPads. (laughs) Uh, That's a better way to put it than I did. Here it is. I do not have impressive feet. They do not work well on the street. I do not have effective ears. I do not like the way they hears. I would not, could not use my eyes. I send prescriptions full of lies. That's really nice. Oh, Really beautifully, beautifully done. I want to read this thing um, from, uh, it's an interview with Marilyn Robinson in Today's Times. She's an author. Okay. Okay. Uh, this is an argument that I had with Dennis Miller an argument I had with Bill Maher, an argument I had with Howard Stern. She addresses it in a beautiful way. The New York Times says to her, you referred to moral deficits in the country. At the same time, in our day-to-day lives, we encounter so much goodness. Why does that seem absent from how we think about our social life together? Yes. She answers, that's a very profound question. I worry about the country at the same time that I'm aware day-to-day of how much I have benefited from kindness and honesty and consideration. You so rarely have a really bad experience, and you hope other people have a good experience of you. But some idea has swept the country that to say that people are good is naive. It's as if we're all supposed to be cynical Even though, as you may say, many of us have excellent grounds not to be cynical at all, it's a mannerism. It's a pose. It's perhaps more characteristic of privileged people than of people who really might wonder about justice and mercy. It's terrible to say that a great civilization could collapse from the force of a fad, but sometimes I feel as if that's what's happening. That cynicism is not totally unfounded. The distinction has to be made between skepticism and cynicism. Cynicism is a dead end. Skepticism is always justified. The difference between cynicism and skepticism is so important. And I'll go a step further. If you do not know what's going on, if you are not aware, if you are not thinking profoundly and deeply, If what you say is cynical, you will sound smart. Yeah. If you say, ah, you know, they're just out for the money.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: just tried this, uh, this new dish from a, from a chef that used avocado. Ah, they're just trying to make money. You've eliminated all conversation and you've sounded smug. And the same thing works with comedy. Uh, there's this fad in comedy. You know, Bob Hope, Phyllis Diller, that generation of comic. Yeah. Did not play smart. They played stupid. Yeah. They were incredibly smart people who talked about how stupid they were. What happened in comedy over the past three decades has been people who aren't that smart acting like they're smart. Right. And one of the ways you do that, Dennis Miller, Bill Maher, everybody, is to act like you are smart when you're not. And one of the ways to do that is cynicism. You'll always get a laugh that way. And part of what is propelling Trump in this country is that he pushes cynicism completely and he pushes the other side to cynicism. Yeah. So – Donald Trump says it's a swamp we got to drain the swamp. I don't pay my taxes, that's cuz I'm smart. I did this. It's all set up. It's all a setup. There's all stuff working behind the scenes. I am a scumbag, but I'm your scumbag. I'll do this. It's all this cynicism. And when you aren't when you haven't done the work, conspiracies are a really good answer. Sure. It's really really good answer. If you have to explain
0: um, That's I, mean. I may not be fully correct but I'm definitely more right than that guy over there
1: mm-hmm. yeah and the thing you know what what someone said about Hitler was that the thing the worst thing he did well could go to Hannibal with his thing about the bad thing about Bill Cosby is the hypocrisy no it's the rape <laughs> um, the, the bad thing about Hitler is the killing people yeah but The other thing is he turned his enemies into himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Donald Trump turns his enemies into cynics. He really does. They start to question everything. And the fact is we're surrounded by goodness, and we have to hold on to that. And cynicism will always make you look like you worked without doing work, like you know stuff that you don't know, like you're smart when you're really not. But that seduction of cynicism cannot be succumbed to because there really is beauty in the world and there really is love in the world. And cynicism is, in a certain sense, a self-fulfilling prophecy. We spent so long saying that all politicians were corrupt and all they cared about was money that we finally got what we wished for. Right? Cynics actually get what they say the world is. They really do. They really do. Right. And we created Trump by saying that George Bush was stupid. We helped create Trump. Okay, you want stupid? We have now got stupid. Trump is becoming everything we said every politician was.
0: And a little bit that we didn't. Uh, we don't care that Clinton's a scumbag.
1: Right. Yeah. We
0: don't care. Yeah.
1: That yeah. whole that whole side thing. Yeah. But I just thought that I got to read some uh, Marilyn Robinson, which I haven't read. I, yeah. But that is such a beautiful, important answer to that.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, you know, uh, Off Air brought this up briefly, but like uh, you reading that, like uh, I was so surprised the reactions that Jon Stewart got for coming back to The Daily Show. Not that it's important or not important, but the fact that he just made fun of politics as a whole mm-hmm. and wasn't blatantly an advocate for one side only, everyone cried false equivalency just because he brought up different but topics. But that,
1: to, that goes to both sides of this argument. Yeah. Both sides. John Stewart's a good example of both sides because John Stewart is one of the ones. Uh, okay, let's start with this. John Stewart, Bill Maher, yeah, smarter than me. Let's start with that. Sure, but not tremendously smart. Right. John Stewart and Bill Maher are mostly comedians. Yes, they are really, really funny. They are really good as, uh, we, I was talking about this to LOD, Lawrence O'Donnell, you know. Uh, John Stewart is the Sinatra of sitting behind that desk. Yeah. But it is the same mistake. Because he is so good at sitting behind that desk, so funny and so beautifully spoken, you can think he really has perspective on stuff. He kind of doesn't. Just like... Sinatra sang so fucking beautifully and acted those songs so beautifully, we really felt he had some insight into love, <laughs> which he really fucking didn't.
0: Right, right, right.
1: As a, he had the opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That distinction is really important because we can end up thinking that when Jon Stewart does his job as a comedian and makes fun of everybody— that what he's actually saying is there's an equivalency in everybody. He's not saying that. It's a different thing. Yeah. We know it's a different thing because when a judge rules against a Democrat, that judge does not get phone calls threatening him or her, more likely her. That doesn't happen. The two sides are not equivalent. Right. Right. They're just not. Right. I'm not saying they're good. I'm not saying they're do not doing bad things, they're not
0: equivalent in that way. <laughs> sure. <laughs> half, yeah, yeah.
1: He has to pay a half billion
0: dollars. <laughs> That's crazy.
1: You know why he has to pay a half billion dollars? Because he said he had a half billion
0: dollars, <laughs> which is what's really funny. It's, That's it. The, 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 the things are funny. That like yeah. I, I feel like uh, cynicism is like following all the minutiae of all these day-to-day politics as if, it's not someone's job to sit around and create these issues sometimes mm-hmm. just to get eyeballs and anger, you know? So I think anyone who's a force for going like, let's chill. yeah, Let's laugh this off a little bit. Yeah.
1: But I mean, I, I think we have to be very careful yeah. at not mistaking funny and well-spoken for correct. That's good. That's that's well said. And I'm not in any way taking the skill away from Bill Ma- or the intelligence away from Bill Maher or John Stewart. Right. I'm not doing that at all. Yeah, I might be doing a little bit of Dennis Miller, but the, <laughs> but I'm not doing it with those two at all. Yeah, not yeah, yeah. Even slightly. But that doesn't mean that what they're doing is a really careful, brilliant analysis. Right. You know, for analysis, you go to people that really are brilliant and really are good thinkers, like Jonathan Rauch. Right,
0: know? right, right.
1: Jonathan Rauch is always going to lay that shit on you in ways that really mean something. But well, we, we lack. But he's not that funny. Right. Who cares?
0: Yeah, and I feel like we lack those voices on a lot of issues in a lot of ways. Yeah, we used to hear from experts when things got nuts with certain issues, and now I don't even know who to turn to.
1: You no, know, the experts are the experts are not uh, are not uh, respected like they were.
0: Yeah, because they don't get clicks or yeah. attention span.
1: I used to say as a rule of thumb that when I was watching two people debate. Uh, especially when it was asymmetrical, mm-hmm. like a, a nut and a scientist mm-hmm. debating. Yeah, the person who had the most doubt, it was a good rule of thumb. They were probably right. Right. You know, the person that goes, "Um, we're not sure. We don't know." You know. So the one person says, "God created the Earth." The scientist goes, "We don't. We don't really know." Exactly how God created the and that, how, have, how the others created. We don't it. have an emoji
0: for that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, think yeah. about a social media, if we yeah. had emoji for like, hmm, I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm still working on it.
1: <laughs> that would be
0: very helpful.
1: When the other side's not working on it, they've decided.
0: Yeah. Because imagine if you looked at a thing and you're like, instead you're going to see a fiery people taking the side and fiery response people taking the other side, but you're like, oh, actually the majority of people have clicked with, hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's like, tough, so the majority right? of people have clicked on the rational thing. Yeah. Can I take a moment to defend John Stewart?
1: Sure. Or at least go to bat for him? Oh, I didn't say anything against him. When
0: Al Franken and John write about politics, uh-huh. they have solutions in mind, and whether or not they're the right ones, they're trying to steer you there with the irony, Uh uh-huh. where Bill and the rest of them, I don't think are. Yeah. Well, Al
1: Franken is a whole separate case. Yeah. Because Al Franken is someone who is pretty smart and who I disagreed with on a lot of stuff, but never on how smart he was. I probably did disagree with how smart he was because I think I think he's smarter than he probably does himself, which is more proof of how smart
0: he is. <laughs> right, 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 right.
1: But he's also an
0: activist, and so is John. When they go home, they're going to do actual work. Yeah, you're right. And they know that.
1: You're right, you're right. But uh, I think John would tell you that if you asked him are you funnier than you are smart? That's the question. Are you funnier than you are smart?
0: Yeah. Jon Stewart might say yes. I would say that question too, but I rank myself pretty low on both.
1: <laughs> well, exactly. But yeah, funnier <laughs> than smart. And funny is a really hard skill. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, But they're not the same skill. I think that's all I'm saying. That's fair. Yeah, I think that's all I'm saying. And you know, this whole thing, This Penn Sunday School uh, brought to you, I'm turning up the volume, brought to you by Masterclass. Masterclass Masterclass.com. You can get 15% off right now at Masterclass.com slash Penn. And that was Penn Sunday School. Cha cha cha, you become naked. I forgot that. Cha cha cha, you become naked. I was hitting the keyboard instead. You were expressing it through song. Cha cha cha. Cha cha cha. You become naked. I mean, that is the most important part of this whole thing. You become naked in spatial video. <laughs> No, we love you. Hey, Matt Donnelly.
0: You got anybody to thank? I sure do. I want to thank the following people who support us on Patreon. Keep this chugging along. 12 years and counting. Thanks to great people like Ben, Amy Smith, Franzi, Stop Misgendering Moxie on the podcast 2024. Oh, I didn't realize they were running. Harry the Gorilla Don Dotty, Kevin Burke, David McLaughlin, Old Bear Greg, Charlie Sheets says trans rights, no shit Sherlock. And, por and Puerto Rico. Steven bryce says, who the hell gave Penn a keyboard, and why didn't they do it sooner? Uh, Coach oh, Rat yeah! Bastard. There you go. Coach Rat Bastard, wash your sister sauce. Will Jason. David, I want to finger your cunt Brenner. Tristan Connett, Mason Gooch. Sage Brush. Matthew Michu. Luke Mellon. Jason Andrew Davidson. Peter B. Clark. Matt Williams, Soapy Fresh, Brad Sherlag, Mike Kavanaugh, Rafiki, Steve Feldman, Jonathan P, NewRuleFX.com, Eric M. Rhine, Krista Hatchaby, Luke McKinney, Danny Insert Meta Joke Here Ruse, Little Mandar, MDM. I don't like that Patreon has limited me to fifty characters. <laughs> Adam Stickney, Nathan Julian, Jeremy in Shanghai, Chris Harris, Petty Officer Scoop. Daniel, Leanne Rimes. No, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Ah. William Wangreen, David Kaye, Shane Brevik. Blue Drinks Films says, please tell me the TCFE story again. Tony Cole Fenix! <laughs> Brandon Knapp. There's someone who figured out the 50 character limit. You got what you needed. All right. Thank you all so much. Thank you. We love you. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket?